I know that you all want to create really great content that generates a great response and generates leads and sales for your business. That's only going to happen if you invest time and energy into thinking hard about what that content's going to be. If you're just showing up on whatever platform, whatever channel and adding to the noise, you are not going to get the results that you want. And this is the commitment that we're going to go into in a lot more detail during today's episode. welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison. And if you've listened to any of the previous episodes of this podcast, attended any of my workshops, or possibly even just had a conversation with me, then you will know that I talk a lot about how you can grow an audience without using paid ads. But on today's episode, I'm going to ask, is this actually possible? I've had a few people ask me this question recently. And so I wanted to address it in a podcast episode. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk you through the three C's that you need to pay attention to when you're trying to grow an audience organically. That's without using paid ads. And I'm going to talk you through the five commitments that you need to make as well. So let's dive in. First up, I want to make it clear that growing an audience is not the end goal. So right now you might be thinking, Nikki, what are you talking about? I'm listening to this podcast, the Audience Growth Podcast, because I want to grow an audience. So what on earth do you mean this is not the end goal? What I mean is that growing an engaged audience is the end goal. So what we will never cover on this podcast, and certainly not in this episode, are spammy tactics like how to get 10,000 followers in a week, follow and unfollow tactics, follow trains. Those are those things in Facebook groups where somebody posts their Instagram handle and then you post yours or your Facebook profile or whatever. We are not going to talk about unsolicited spamming because how uncomfortable and annoying is that? And we're not going to talk about cold calling. What you are going to learn today is why ads are not the best way to start growing your audience, why content marketing is what you need to focus on instead, and how to achieve better results from your content. We're also going to cover the three C's and why you need to stick to them if you want to grow your audience. Number one is clarity, number two is commitment, and number three is content promotion. Now, I have a question for you. Did you ever expect growing an audience to feel so hard? It can feel really hard. It can feel like you're wading through treacle at times, can't it? And have you ever wondered whether paid ads could do the hard work for you? If you have wondered that, then congratulations, you are human. I think everybody has probably wondered that at some point. But in reality, paid ads need to be viewed as the icing on top of the cake because there's a whole load of other activity that needs to take place before you even think about investing in paid ads. And we're going to cover just some of that today. So, We're not doing spammy tactics. We're not doing paid ads. What can you do instead? Right now, I know that a lot of people are feeling that they're maybe just trying a smattering of everything. A few weeks trying to grow your email list, a few posts on LinkedIn, a few DMs on Instagram. Maybe you feel like you're spreading yourself quite thin. So instead of that, what I suggest, and this is C number one, is that you try to gain some clarity. So you go detective mode. 
as I like to say, and you start to pay attention, really close attention to your analytics and your insights. If you don't have Google Analytics or something similar embedded in your website, then please find out how you can do that. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Nikki Hutchison. If you need me to share the first step to try and get this sorted for your business. Once you have Google Analytics embedded, then you have automatic information all the time. And you have this regular flow of insight that you can then use to make decisions in your business and to make better decisions. So for example, on the agency side of the business, we started working with an organization a few months ago, and they were really keen to use Instagram as their main platform to drive signups to what they were offering. But one quick look into their Google Analytics revealed that actually LinkedIn was delivering by far and away the highest volume of traffic to their website. So we had a decision to make. We needed to decide whether to go all in on Instagram and try and reverse that trend and get Instagram back up to the top or to make life a little bit easier for ourselves and go all in on LinkedIn and expand upon the great results that they were already getting there. I think you can probably guess which one we went for. And sure enough, it was a good choice. So my point being, we would not have known that if we had not looked at their analytics. So really pay close attention. Another thing that you can see via analytics is not just social media channels, of course, but other websites and backlinks where your traffic is coming from. So if you've ever written a guest blog, then you should have had some traffic, hopefully, as long as you included a link to your website on that blog, you should have had some traffic from that blog. And I would encourage you to go into your analytics if you have it set up, go and have a look and see whether that was a worthwhile use of your time you might be pleasantly surprised that might have driven a high level of traffic to your site. And therefore, you might want to contact that blog again and say, hey, I'd like to write another article. Or you might want to contact similar blogs in that same niche and see if you could write an article for them. All of this type of stuff, Google Analytics will tell you, and you can make these smart decisions based on what you discover. Insights on social media can also tell you great things. Apart from the obvious, the age and location of your followers, you can also discover what they're most interested in when it comes to your content. So you can see which social media posts have generated the highest number of likes, the highest number of saves, etc. And you can see these analytics natively on each platform. As well as these external resources for generating analytics, you can also generate some more insights of your own. You can create polls in social media groups. You can create polls on your LinkedIn profile, on Twitter. You can conduct your own research. I was delivering a workshop earlier today and somebody was asking whether SurveyMonkey was a good tool. To me, it doesn't matter what the tool is. SurveyMonkey is great. Typeform is good. Google Forms is what I use now. I used to use SurveyMonkey all the time. The point is, I loved her question because I could see instantly that she was getting into detective mode and she was going to find out some insights about her audience and what they want from her. So this is something that you could do as well. You could even incentivize it to get more answers. I know that Andrew and Pete, who I interviewed on episode 12, they often incentivize their research and lots of other things by offering a free pizza as a reward doesn't have to be expensive and it can be fun. So you can 100% generate more insights than you are right now by doing these kinds of things. 
I would suggest that you keep a track of as much as possible in terms of the data that comes back in. So just create a simple spreadsheet and select your data sources. What are the things that you're going to track? Is it your follower numbers? Is it the number of saves? Is it the time of day that people are visiting your website? Is it the countries that they're from? What are the things that you're going to track that are going to be most useful to your business? Select those sources, create a spreadsheet, and then monitor it once a month. And I guarantee that you will get some golden nuggets in there. The second C that we're covering today is commitment. Growth will not happen without commitment. And I know that this is something that people don't really like to hear when it comes to marketing, because I know that you are committed to your business. I also know that unless you're somebody like me, you probably didn't set up your business because you wanted to commit to marketing every single day of every single week of every single year. But the truth is you need to make that commitment because marketing is what's going to drive your business. So I know you probably don't like this. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but if you can get comfortable and if you can start to enjoy marketing, and that's why I'm here to try and help you with, if you can start doing those things, then you are going to get better results and you're going to enjoy your business even more the more results you get. I reckon you can make that commitment. Under commitment, there are five commitments that you need to make in order to grow your audience. And we'll go through these and then I'll tell you which one we're going to focus on today. Number one, you need to commit to your key channels and platforms. What are you going to use? In my business, I've committed to producing this podcast every single week and I've committed to most of the social media platforms most days of the week. You don't need to do as much as that but you do need to make a commitment. And number two, you need to commit to putting in the time and the effort. Between myself, recording, scripting, preparing, and John editing and uploading, it takes at least a day a week just to do the podcast. John is a perfectionist when it comes to the editing, mind you. But that's our commitment to putting in the time and effort to producing this weekly content. What is your commitment? How much time can you put in? And it really is a case of the more you can put in, the more you will get out. And the more rewarding you'll find it as those results start to roll in. But I completely understand that a day a week for one piece of content is too much for most people. So have a think about realistically what your commitment can be. Number three, commit to creating and sharing excellent content. I know that you all want to create really great content that generates a great response and generates leads and sales for your business. That's only going to happen if you invest time and energy into thinking hard about what that content's going to be. If you're just showing up on whatever platform, whatever channel and adding to the noise, you are not going to get the results that you want. And this is the commitment that we're going to go into in a lot more detail during today's episode. Commitment number four is to commit to a regular schedule. So I've touched on that briefly. In my business, it's my weekly podcast and my almost daily social media and my newsletter. What's your regular schedule? Again, it doesn't need to be as much as that. What is going to fit into your life that you can sustain over the long term? Because marketing is not a short-term fix. However, if you can get it right and sustain it for the long term, it will yield the results that you really want. And number five is to commit to monitoring your results. So like I said, this can just be a simple spreadsheet, keeping track of the key performance indicators in your business, the things that are going to make the biggest difference if you monitor them and improve on them. 
So today we're going to go deeper in on how you can commit to creating and sharing excellent content and what that excellent content looks like. Oprah Winfrey said, let excellence be your brand. When you're excellent, you are unforgettable. Who doesn't want to have a brand that is unforgettable? I know that I do. And in 2022, the most effective way to grow an engaged audience without spending money on ads is by creating excellent content. So how can you do it? How can you create excellent content that's going to grow your audience and does not require you to put a budget behind it? Your first job is to listen, not just listen to the obvious clues like the comments that you get on social media, any responses you get to your email newsletters, any general chat, social listening that you're doing online, but also pick up those broader clues. What's not happening in your business? Are clients not completing your online course? Are they not using your products? You can identify that if they're not reordering regularly. Are customers not rebooking or recommending your products or services? Are people unsubscribing en masse from your emails? I'm not just talking about the odd unsubscribe each day or two. That's to be expected as your list grows particularly. But are a whole chunk of people unsubscribing from your emails regularly? If so, something's gone wrong. Are you getting a lack of response or feedback? And the ultimate clue, are you not making enough sales? As well as focusing on the negative, which we all need to do from time to time, it's also really great if you can notice the good stuff. So regularly ask for customer feedback after and during your relationship. Pay attention to the specific words that your customers are using within their recommendations and testimonials. Can you reuse these words? I did this with one of my group programs. I noticed that a lot of my clients were talking about having gone from not having enough clients to being fully booked. And so then I actually named one of my programs that Fully Booked Bootcamp. And I developed a strapline, which I use across my business, taking entrepreneurial women from overwhelmed and overlooked to confident and fully booked. Has anybody used any words that you could repurpose in this way to reflect the results that they will get from working with you or from buying your products? Pay attention to your open rates and your click rates. You can do this by putting a selection of links into your emails and paying attention to which ones people click on. I know, for example, if I include a link about a latest Instagram update, that is the thing that my audience will click on. Maybe you've done this when you've received one of my emails. Conduct your social listening. What are people buzzing about? Social listening is basically just a fancy term for looking out for what people are talking about online and paying attention to it and then using that insight to fuel your business and fuel your content. Ask for advice and feedback from relevant people only. Don't be asking people who are never going to buy from you or who are in your immediate family. And follow this content rule. 70% creation, so you creating your own content from scratch. 20% curation, so like a museum, you're creating exhibits. You are curating other people's content, interesting facts white papers, reports that are obviously relevant to your industry and you're having an opinion on those or using extracts, always crediting the source, of course. What other conversations are going on online that you could have an opinion on, that you could reshare and add your point of view? And 10% sales. Do not forget to sell. Otherwise, you'll just create a whole audience of people who expect freebies constantly from you when it comes to your content. And the third C is content promotion. This is a part that lots of people skim over, surprisingly. Well, it surprises me. 
Content creation is nothing without content promotion. If I sat here and created this podcast week in, week out, and I didn't tell anybody, it would be really hard for the people who wanted to listen to find it. They would have to literally search through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, try and find this podcast. It just wouldn't happen. So every week when a new episode is released, we talk about it all over social media, we email about it, and we ask our guests to reshare as well when it's been a guest episode. You can share your content, whatever it might be, via your own channels. So your own social media, your own email list, your earned channels. So basically I see earned as calling in the favours. So if you're a member of a membership, for example, you can ask them to share your content in their newsletter or on an appropriate feed. That's just one example. And you can also share via paid channels, but we are not going to talk about that today because this is absolutely doable without paying for ads. Other ways that you can grow your audience without paying for ads include collaborations. Who could you collaborate with to make a bigger noise than you could on your own? Influencer partnerships. Are there any influencers in your niche? And if so, might they be willing and interested in promoting your products? Newsletter swaps. This is something that I do fairly regularly with one specific business friend. It's important if you're doing a newsletter swap to make sure that you're not competing with each other. So you have different services or different products, but you have a similar audience. I know that one of my clients recently did a newsletter swap with five different people and they each emailed out a piece of content from all five businesses to their email list and they each grew their email lists significantly by doing that. You can, of course, offer freebie downloads. PDFs are the most obvious choice here and a great way to grow your email list. You can run challenges. Maybe you've taken part in mine. I did two big challenges in 2021. You can do interviews. You can join memberships. I always recommend being a joiner. You can get active in free social media groups on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can reach out to podcasts. Where would you like to be interviewed? You can reach out to media. What have you got that's newsworthy that's happening in your business? You can join or set up Twitter groups. I'm a member of the marketing Twitter group and I always get inspiration in there. You can attend networking events and you can even host networking events. I did this for three years before the pandemic. You can share blogs. You can guest blog. You can offer free workshops. I've delivered multiple free workshops in the last month. You can do joint lives. You can interview big names from your industry. Never be scared to approach the big names. Everybody loves to be asked if they want to feature on something. And what's the worst that can happen? They say no, and maybe you try again in six months' time. Make sure that you're engaging. Don't just post and ghost when it comes to your content. And select one clear call to action at a time and share that consistently. Repurpose, repurpose, repurpose your best social content and share it with your email list or vice versa. So I've just thrown a whole load of information at you. I should have reminded you to get a pen and paper, but you can always listen to this again. Where should you begin? My advice is to pick one activity to focus on. So from that list, pick one and keep doing it until you get success and then move on to the next one. Don't try and do everything all at the same time. Make sure you're keeping track. Monitor the results that you're getting and then repeat what's working and ditch what's not. And definitely don't try and do it alone. 
When I said I'm a joiner, I absolutely am. I am always looking out for the next community that I can join to see whether I can meet inspiring people in there, potential clients. Maybe I can deliver a workshop in there to grow my audience. I highly, highly recommend that you take a proactive approach to becoming a joiner. And I also host group programs and I love nothing more than seeing the women in those group programs starting to collaborate with each other because they've taken that leap to be a joiner. And I'll talk to you at the end about my upcoming group program, Audience Growth Club. Don't try and do it alone. So what's my focus right now? My focus is on growing my email list. Average email conversion rates are between 1% and 3% compared to average social media conversion rates, which are 0.71%. That makes it a no-brainer to focus your efforts on growing and maintaining an email list this year. When I say maintaining, I mean making sure it's a healthy list, removing any dead weight, people who never open your emails, and doing your best to make sure your emails are landing in inboxes, not spam folders. There are things you can do that work fast to rectify this if that's happening to you. And I'll be covering that amongst many other effective growth methods inside Audience Growth Club later this month. And I said we were going to cover three C's, but I'm sneaking in with a fourth, which is consistency. Marketing is not a one and done because, as one of my favorite Shit's Creek quotes says, People aren't thinking about you the way that you're thinking about you. We're just not. We're all too busy obsessing about our own lives. So you need to show up consistently. Otherwise, people will forget you. I spoke to a client earlier today who was talking about the direct correlation that she sees every single week between the amount of content that she puts out and the amount of leads and inquiries that she gets. So this is not something that you can skip. But I have great news. There are things that I can do to help you get into a consistent content schedule and create truly excellent content that converts whilst growing your audience. And if you're ready to hear more and to skyrocket your audience growth, then it's time to join the waiting list for Audience Growth Club. The next cohort kicks off on the 23rd of May. So you just have a few weeks and the waiting list will be closing before then. So get your name on that. You'll find it on my website. NikkiHutchison.com. And we will also put the direct link to the waiting list in the show notes. Everybody who subscribes to my email list will receive a discount on Audience Growth Club. And it is the final group program that I'll be delivering before summer. If you have any questions about that program, then don't hesitate to get in touch. The best way to get in touch with me, as always, is a DM on Instagram. I'm at Nikki Hutchison. I hope today's episode was useful for you. I've loved sharing some of my top tips on how to grow your audience without paying for ads because it really frustrates me when I hear people talking about how much time, energy, and crucially money they have wasted on paying for ads without getting the results that they want. And I know from experience of growing my two businesses exactly how much can be achieved without paying for ads. And that's what I want for you too. On next week's episode of the Audience Growth Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about how you can turn browsers into buyers. So how you can take all those lurkers who we all have, and we love lurkers, and help them take that next step and switch into buying mode, which is absolutely crucial for the survival of our businesses. So I look forward to seeing you then. 